Thai power hour, break the Thai power hour, break the Thai, break the Thai. Hey Tyson, let's talk. So logistically, um, me and Jay were talking about this at work the other day, and it was a difficult decision because you have the you have the bear who has sheer size over the gorilla. Then the gorilla is just huge. It's a yoked animal. So, I've, I've done some research since our last talk a little okay. bit. Watched some videos. You know, I feel like you have to look at some fighting styles at this point because if you watch a gorilla fight, you know they they run up to each other and they punch each other and they jump back. Like it's all punching and jumping. It's but when you see grizzly bears fight, they grab each other. Like they'll bite each other's jaws or they'll hold on with the claws. And I feel like if a grizzly bear got a hold of a gorilla, like you're gonna you're gonna make a gorilla bleed out at some point before the gorilla's gonna punch a grizzly bear to death. What are your thoughts, Tyson? My thoughts would have to be a gorilla. So how do you th- how do you think the gorilla's gonna win this fight? A gorilla's just gonna walk up to it, <laughs> just just start taking shots at it. I feel like I feel like because gorillas and plus they like to play with their food. Gorillas do. Yeah. So, so you, so the bear is sitting there, right? The gorilla's walking up. What is it doing to just take? Is it like where is it punching the bear at? Like, is it just going for the? It's probably gonna come down with like a Hulk smash type, yeah. of, type of deal. Not going for the Deontay Wilder KO. Or oh, what? not <laughs> just knocking its chin to the shoulder. <laughs> Have you ever seen a bear knocked out? I mean, like from a tranquilizer dart. I've never seen a bear get just knocked in the the jaw and just hit the floor. I feel like you could call Deontay Wilder's arm the tranquilizer dart. Mm. Jesus, I that man was lethal. He, he's out there to kill people. Question: Do you think he kills somebody by the end of his career? Uh, I mean, it's just weird for him to go into that interview and say his goal was to kill a man because it's legal. Like, that, I feel like it's just the wrong attitude to take towards the sport of boxing. But on the other hand, it's like you are in a fight with someone and your goal is to win that fight. So I, I kind of get that attitude at one hand. But if he keeps fighting the way he is, it could definitely happen, especially if he if he weakens someone's um, frontal lobe for a while in a fight and then just goes for a punch. Like, he could definitely end up killing someone. But it's a scary thought. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it'd be the first person to die from boxing, you know. Um, but it's just part of the the risk of the sport. Like you're looking at making hundreds of millions of dollars per fight, but at the same time, you're also risking losing function of your brain or of your life. So, how much would I have to pay to take a wilder punch? <sighs> Like, no, are you saying uh, I have... We talked about this yeah. earlier, too. We talked about this the other day. And... All right, it depends. It depends. Because... How am I taking the shot? Am I taking it to the ribs? Am I taking it to the face? Like... We'll go We'll go ribs here. We'll go... Like, oh, ow, ow. It's, so like, not something that could, ow. like, could kill you. No, oh, what do you mean? You're not going to be concussed. But you're going to take it square in the ribs. He's breaking my whole right side. <laughs> it's just... Is he, like, getting to step into the punch, or is it like he's just square-footed, just... This is, like, you're going into the body of a boxing match of some other oh. dude, and it's just, in the middle of a fight, a nice body shot. Nothing like, you're not standing there getting sucker-punched. Jeez. I mean, I would probably do it for the same same price the guy losing the fight would get it. Probably a couple hundred million, that'd be good. Oh my, I would, yeah, I would need a couple hundred, hundred million. As like a boxer though, when you take this fight against this man, like, do you realistically think you have a chance of winning? Or are you just banking oh, on the com- fact? I'm coming in conf- confident. You're coming in confident against Deontay Wilder. Oh yeah, if I'm training, if I have the training behind everything. Like, you- training behind boxing, I'm coming in with the mentality as I'm just rocking him. Because I always wonder, like, you, you see the guys who sign up for the fights against, like, the McGregors and the Mayweathers, like, these guys who have notoriously never lost and most of the time will win in the first round, like, 
do you just think you're so much better than everyone else they have fought? Or, you know, like, are you just prepared to lose and still get the money from it? Like I said, I'm coming in fighting. I don't know about I'm, I'm coming in fighting. I feel like it depends how much money you have at the moment. Yeah. Because if you're running low and, like, you need fights, like, at that point, you're taking fights yeah. for money. You're not taking it because you're confident and you want to keep rising. No matter how risky it is. Yes, yeah. because if you got all this money, if you're Floyd and somebody offers you a fight and you can say, hey, I cannot fight for a year and I still have all this money, you're not going to take the risk yeah. of a 50 no dude fighting you. That's true. Yeah, very. And I guess at some point you have to be the person that beats them, right? Because, I mean, McGregor's gotten beaten UFC. Yeah. Mayweather still hasn't been beaten boxing, but arguably I think you could say Manny Pacquiao did beat him. The judges just kind of called it unfairly. Oh, that's a big topic there. <clears throat> I feel like you can make a lot of people angry with that statement. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. That, that's the other thing is if, if there is no knockout, it's so subjective as to who the judges feel like gets the win because it's not like it's a point system. It's a, I mean, it is a point system, but at the same time, it's like it's not like you're scoring necessarily, you know? It is true. What if you did a fan vote and had it somewhat... Have the fans Effects. have like have like the same effect as like a judge like, because but that's also dangerous. That gets into like a popularity contest. It's true. Because like you could have, I mean, you could have like someone who probably might have won the fight, but if they're pretty unpopular with the fans, then that judgment could affect it pretty heavily. But especially if the fight's in like a fighter's hometown. Yeah. Or like it's in America and it's a foreign fighter. I'm still coming in and killing them. <laughs> you got that wilder energy? Oh yeah. I'm telling you, if I have the training, the training behind boxing, I'm coming in with just the most confidence ever. Oh, I'm winning this. <laughs> so so if you if you could go so if you're go talking about training, if you could go back in time and pick any famous boxer to help you train to, to beat Deontay Wilder, who who do you think is gonna do it for you? Like, who do you think has the ability, like, the technical ability to actually beat this man? Muhammad Ali. Old school? Yes. Really? So, are you are you trying to survive him and beat him in points, or are you going for the knockout? Oh, I'm early? going for the kill. So, you're going for, you're going for like, a round one knockout. Uh, give or take. Maybe start off round two, and he has a... Yeah, I'd say middle middle of round two. So you're going at him with what he's the best at. Because that's what his game is, is knock you out in the first two rounds. Yes. If you're trying to go for yes. him, he's going to counter you. I feel like with a guy like him, you have to go the distance and force him to make some big shots and get him tired out and then go for your shot. Floyd. Yeah. That's what I would take. To train you to... Yeah. Because for him, Floyd always wins his matches by points. Because you can't hit him and he will counter to beat Deontay Wilder, you can't let him if, touch you. What if both of them fought each other? But who well, like would have, at an who even would, weight who class? Would, yeah, who would like would they just come down to like a median, or like who would have to go up and wait? Like, what would you say? Wasn't Floyd like only like five nine? Yeah, Floyd. Uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling he weighs a lot less. Oh yeah. Like, I would have to look that up, but I would imagine at least 15 to 20 pounds, which in boxing is a very large yeah. amount. I mean, you could see it in uh, with McGregor when he had to put on the weight to fight um, Mayweather. Like, McGregor was just tired, and you could tell because he had to put on that extra weight in order to be in the same weight class as Mayweather. Yeah. So I could, I could see that definitely slowing down um, Mayweather's game if he had to fight oh. Wilder. Floyd is 150 pounds. Okay. Deontay is 213. Okay, that's a mm. pretty substantial difference. So there. you would have to see Floyd at almost 175, yeah. 180 to meet, and nobody's seen Floyd anywhere near that. Yeah. He yeah. would have to be yoked to be that much weight. What's the height difference between the two? Uh, get back to you. Okay. So while we're while we're looking that up, um, we should go ahead and probably just do a quick introduction. Uh, this is episode three of the Brick and Tie Power. On today's show, we have Javen Appling, a mutual friend of me and Tyson. We work together. Yes, uh, he's yes. a former college court quarterback, um, current college student, uh, <laughs> all around a good guy and a guy we, we enjoy talking with. So, you uh, well, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Just all of the above there. 
There's a about a foot difference, 11 inches. 11 oh, inches. Wow. So you also got to counter in that reach difference. Six, seven. So let's say so Deontay let's, is let's six, say seven. came to a median in that too. Deontay Wilder is six, seven. Deontay Wilder is LeBron James in a boxing arena. Yeah. Just ending people's lives, basically. He's the LeBron James that never flopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine though, like a Zion Williamson or, or a LeBron James trying to play college football at receiver? I see. I feel like I feel like every major basketball star, if they had went down the route of football, could have done amazing. Because I feel like if you look at the the athletes that are in these sports, like with with basketball. Um, it's harder to get into college basketball because there's so many fewer spots per team. Agreed. I mean, would you disagree with that? I would say there's less of a chance. Not, yeah. not that it is harder in any way, but that there is less spots on a college basketball team than there are in a college football team. Almost a but six. There's more colleges with basketball teams. Is there? Yeah, that's true because some colleges don't get bas- uh, football programs because they're too expensive. I never thought of it. I would still say, though, you probably have a a higher chance per an athlete in getting into football, but that also counters in, like, there's a lot of different positions within football. So I guess you're probably looking at a similar statistic chance. But I don't know. And then I look at dudes that, like, Julius Thomas or, like, Travis Kelsey, dudes that were basketball stars and were that big that ended up going to football. And especially at the tight end position, just being able to jump that high, having that footwork, like taking like a Kevin Durant, say, somebody like who is so fast on a basketball court and seeing what they would do at receiver. I just think the the main difference between the two is that basketball requires a lot more skill, whereas football relies a lot more on athleticism. So if you take great athletes from basketball, I think they can be successful in football. Whereas if you take great athletes from football, there's a chance that they're not as successful in basketball because it is so much more reliant on skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree too. Dribbling and shooting a basketball is much more of like an acute skill than say blocking or like running a route. Mm-hmm. I mean, catching a football, I would say is somewhat close to shooting, but I don't know, I would say it's definitely more of a skilled sport in basketball. Yeah, I mean, like, really the only things you're looking at with skill in football is going to be, like, specialist positions like kicking, punting, and snapping, and to a certain degree passing the ball. But, for I mean, beyond that, it's really a question of who is stronger and faster in football, whereas in basketball, I mean, like, you got you got guys like, uh, like Muggsy Bogues, who's, like, not that big, but can still tear it up just because he's so he has so much skill. Or, like, like Chris, Paul, Chris Pauls or, like, Guys like that who aren't necessarily like the biggest or most athletic, but just because of how skilled they are at the game, they can still be great. Yeah. Steph Curry, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Bring up hell dudes like that. Well, after introducing Javen, Javen, you should tell the people more about you. You know, um, what's your degree? What are you hoping for after you leave college? Because I know college is going to be ending for you soon. So what do you want to pursue? Tell the people about it. Uh, I'm currently in my senior year. I'm majoring in business management and minoring in finance. Mm -hmm. Um, My goal after college is honestly completely wide open to me right now. Um, I do live with my girlfriend, Danielle, and she's got two years left before medical school. So honestly, I'm just trying to stay in Portland and keep working, doing my security job. Yeah, and you know, me and you were talking about it. It was, you know, a couple months ago. But what, um, weren't you planning on like, um, what was it, a law firm? What was it? Not a law firm, but where did you say you were? Oh, New York Life. So uh, I did. I got accepted into an internship at New York Life, selling uh, life insurance. Um, I'm thinking about doing it, but I'm also been getting into trading stocks and uh foreign currencies because goal in life is you know just be able to work from a computer and be able to live wherever I want or go travel without having to ask work off so would you say then for yourself that um, you would rather be a person who finds joy in life rather than joy in work 
Like, would you rather say you'd rather work a job where you maybe don't love it as much, but it allows you to become more financially stable so you can live more life, rather than finding a job that you might like more, and then maybe not having so much vacation time, but just enjoying your job? See, I could see myself going and living, like, camping for years upon years. Like, I could live off the grid very easily, in my opinion. And so I would say that I would much rather find joy in a job than to try to become financially wealthy. I believe that money can bring you a lot of happiness and open a lot of opportunities, which is why like I've been trying to get into foreign trading and stuff. So if you could do that online, you can go live and travel wherever. So I guess as you're getting ready to to end your college experience, like what is what is like scary about coming up to graduation like is it is it is it actually scary or is there a certain amount of relief involved with it as well like knowing you're you're done i think there is some relief i think the hardest part about school is just like like what is your goal in school like you have to find something that you're pushing towards and i think that a lot of schooling programs have jobs set up for people especially like overseas schooling programs to where when we're here, your goal is just, I need to graduate, I need to take these classes. It's not, oh, I need to learn this information to start this job. So I would say it is scary in that mindset, but it's definitely gonna be a relief to not have to do like homework or not have to go to class every day and to just have a freer schedule to honestly do whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. So a question for the table would be, so, I mean, in college, like, what is the most meaningful thing a professor has ever had you do in a lesson or had you learn that you feel like has really changed or altered your experience as an individual or your outlook on life? Wait. <laughs> so, like, what is that, what, that? what is something that, like, a professor has done or taught you that has changed the way you think about yourself or you think about the world or you think about life? Oh, definitely with the class that I'm taking this term. Yeah. With uh, Dr. Sharp, the, uh, what is it, a black male experience in America. Because, I mean, me as myself, being half of that. Um, <laughs> male? Uh, no. Half of male? I'm talking, talking about me being black. Black and white, I'm both. I'm mixed. Uh, being mixed is... You know, I definitely come, there's definitely different ways that I view a lot of different things. And with that class, there's a lot of things that like I see more than I wasn't seeing. Mm. And it, that, it really changed my perspective. I mean, I come home and talk about that class all the time. So it's, that class has definitely changed a lot of ways that I think and like observe things. Yeah, um, for myself, going into the profession of a history teacher, I think one class that had a really big impact on me was uh, was with Dr. Tappan here on campus. She, um, it was African history from 1800 to the present. And something that I really wasn't aware of is how bad colonialism was in Africa and like all the crimes against humanity that were committed in the pursuit of resources. And it wasn't even under the guise of of slavery. Like they were just doing this to people and acting like they were on a moral high ground. Um, and in a lot of things, I mean, like, a lot of things with colonialism, like, seemed even worse than American slavery because it wasn't like they were just uh, victimizing these groups of people. Like, they were destroying entire cultures that have been there for thousands of years and then making the people who live there now, like, believe that they didn't come from anything. Like, it was just, it's it was so crazy. And it made me realize that I have a, as a history teacher, I have a really large responsibility to make sure that people know the truth and that these parts of history aren't left out of lessons oh, yeah. and discussions. There's a lot of history left out. I especially, never knew that. That's yeah. my first time hearing that. Especially, like I said, in the psych class. And he tells us about all this stuff that like has happened in the past that our history books hasn't even told us. And... Yeah, I think there's a dangerous area in society where things that are truth are kind of configured with political belief, whereas it's just it's just a matter of truth. Like it's something that people should know, 
as responsible citizens of the earth and understand where things came from. But I think like these big things, like these big things we're talking about, these big things we're learning right now, a lot of people are afraid to teach kids at a younger age, but I feel like that's the age where they need to hear it most um, because it shapes your ideas for the rest of your life. Speaking about childhood, um, let's get off of a sad topic. Jamie, <laughs> what's like the best childhood experience you've had, man? Childhood experience? Damn, that's a, that's a big question. Um, the first one that comes to mind, honestly, is like we've always gone camping every summer. Mm. I used to go camping with my, my grandpa and my grandma every single summer somewhere in Oregon. Whether it was at like Hyatt Lake, Lake of the Woods. And like honestly, my biggest like memory is the one when I knocked myself out. Oh. Like we were playing football in the street and I was wearing some flip flops and running for a little fade route, looked up. Next thing I remembered I woke up in the hospital and it was midnight. Whoa. Like it was it was one of the craziest experiences. But it just brings such back a memory because like my whole family went to the hospital with me. We had to be through like three different ambulances, like it was just such a big, crazy experience that camping was always like a dope thing because it wasn't as crazy as the did year you, before. Did you like hit a rock or what did you It was you It was a street. Like we were playing in like the asphalt street. Oh, and you're talking about like you fell. So like I was running like I was going to catch a fade and that's the last thing I remember. And they didn't tell you like, oh, like no one told you like if you like dived. Like, I, I, I might have caught that's, it. I might have won the game. That is crazy. Like I don't know if somebody don't. hit me and knocked me out, but... I was just foaming out of the uh, mouth, laying face oh down. Oh my! Like all my all my little brothers Wait, came that's up. Not <laughs> best childhood. <laughs> Jeez, that's your best childhood. Yeah, that's your best childhood memory. But every camping year after that was just like not that bad because it was better than getting knocked out. Yeah, that's crazy, Brady. Do you have any? Um. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, like, uh, the things I remember most from summer would just, like, be um, sleeping on my friend's trampoline, like, every single night in the summer outside. I've slept on a trampoline before. Yeah. It's nice. I, I it just, like, and then I remember one night we woke up and there were a bunch of coyotes underneath us, like, sniffing <laughs> us out. Whoa. Okay. Is it in the middle of the desert? <laughs> no, like, in the middle of the woods. Oh, Why is yeah, there a there trampoline is. in the middle of the woods? Well, that's just where I lived. Like, I just lived, like... Like not I, in forgot, the, I forgot there's no like fencing yeah around so like like uh, we were in their yard but like their yard is in the middle of the woods yeah I forgot he's like he lives in the middle of the woods yeah like there's no fence around his damn like his house where I've lived my entire life is just we've been on property so I think my friend had like six acres of property and it was you know like one acre of it is their yard but then the other five are just forest. And so his house is very nice, though. It has like two two levels, and uh, well, that's it. But like, it's <laughs> it's a base like basement. Like I've never been in like. Yeah. It looks like a one story home, but there's a basement. Yeah. You know, I'm used to going up, not down. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So, how many coyotes are we talking about? Uh, there's probably like five underneath us. Like, just a little pack, but, I mean, like... How big were they? That's the thing. I, I've never really been scared of coyotes because they're smaller than most dogs. Like, they're not... So, let's bring this back. You'd rather fight in five coyotes or one wolf? Five coyotes. I was going to say five coyotes. Yeah, are we talking current? I mean, I don't even care. Five coyotes all day. Because coyotes, I mean, like, they're smaller than a Labrador Retriever. Like, if, they're not that big of animals. If you start just knocking them off like flies, they're all just going to retreat. I don't know. I'm saying a wolf has the potential to take me down. Like, that's going to be a lot harder of a fight than... What about a mountain lion? Mountain lion versus what? Or five coyotes. I'll take five coyotes still. What kind of wolf are we talking about? Are we talking about one like, from like, twi lion, like Twilight? Like Twilight? Like Cougar. Mountain lion. Like, <laughs> like Twilight? I actually, I have... fifty pound animal. The scariest, one of the scariest memories I have from my childhood. It was snowy outside. And like everything was super quiet, like that, like freshly snowed, like quiet feeling. And I was walking down the road to my neighbor's house, and uh, I look, and probably like 30 feet in front of me, I just see a, a cougar just like standing there looking at me. And then it just. It, How old was she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> 
No, but I mean, like, it was just a big animal, and it was just looking at me, and then I just, like, I stopped, and I was super scared. I was like, I was like, am I going to die, or... And then it just crossed the road, and I, I ran to my friend's house. And you I ran? Yeah, I ran. Number one thing you don't do when you see a cougar is run. Okay, well, <laughs> nine-year-old fat little Brady Brick was making <laughs> yeah. a beeline for his life. <laughs> Looked like a little pork chop to the yeah. cougar. Yeah. Running on the sidewalk. <laughs> so I, I uh, that was that was pretty creepy. Just because because it was snowy too, so everything was just so quiet, and then it was just like it was just there. I bet those things are so quiet, especially in the snow. It was using it to like be quiet. How come all of our good childhood memories end up being like horror stories? <laughs> I, <just laughs> I haven't think, heard a good childhood memory yet. I think the things that stick with you the most are the ones that yeah. are, are are a little bit traumatic. You know. I was about to say I broke my wrist when I was in seventh grade, and it hurt very, very bad. And I was I was doing the same thing you were doing. I was running to go catch a football, and I turned around for one second. But that's why I was asking you if you got like if you tripped over a rock or something, because that's what I did. It was a big foundation rock, you know, the ones that in, oh yeah, like in front of big buildings. So I was I was running and I was looking backwards and I just didn't see it. I tripped over it, stuck out my hand, and just snapped my left wrist. Oh, it was terrible and like. I snapped it right before computer class, and I was like, one of my friends made a joke. He was like, oh, now you're not going to be able to type. <laughs> so this I was is, like, is this, ah. like, is this like, your favorite childhood memory here you're bringing up? Or is, it's this, just, <laughs> well, <laughs> or is this just like the most prominent childhood memory you prominent, got? Yeah, this one's just, and this one is the one that I always think of. See, I think that like trauma brings memories like mm-hmm. easier. Like it lets you remember it. Yeah. I seen this one question on Twitter the other day, and it says, "Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not?" Like, have you ever thought about that? I mean, if you want to go by like the technical definition of what a sandwich is on a restaurant menu, then yeah, a hot dog is a sandwich because it is meat between bread. Mm. Does a sandwich have to be two pieces of bread? No. Ooh. You can have an open open face sandwich for sure. Really? Oh yeah. So a hot dog would be an open face sandwich. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's probably the best. Yeah. Either that, or it's the American taco. <laughs> the American taco. So is it taco or sandwich? That's a good question. What's your favorite movie, Jared? Favorite movie. Of favorite all movie. Time. Yes. <laughs> Forget if a taco's a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> that favorite movie. He Forget didn't want to know. That's that's an area you're not. <laughs> Tyson is just too afraid to even look at that right now. Like the thought of a, of a taco being a sandwich is a thought that is just too scary for him to even put into his brain. Bro, I was just I was just thinking right now. I was like, my favorite movie popped up in my head for some reason. So then I was like, Hey, Jamie, what's your favorite movie? Is bread. And the tortilla, the same thing. What's your favorite candy? Like that was like no. the, that was like the, the first stage of grief right there. I was denial. Like yeah. yeah, no, we're not even gonna get into that. All right, movie, let's go. In case well, you want to know, yeah, Shawshank Redemption. That's actually my favorite movie as well. Wow. Wow. I think we just okay. became even better friends. Oh. I mean, it's Do definitely you go karate. In the basement? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love to. It's actually the garage, though. It is the garage. But the basement would work for karate anyway. So yeah, I like it. would. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, so Family Guy offered this question. In Shawshank Redemption, he climbs through the hole. Yeah. The poster that he had in the cell is somehow taped back against the wall with a tautness great enough that when they threw the little rock, it, it hit tore through. Yeah. How would you do that from the inside of the hole? I don't know what you're talking about, so I... That's a good point. I mean, there definitely is ways to do it. Like, if it was... I mean, if he did it with tape... Like, if he had the poster up with tape, then it's almost impossible. But if he did it with, like, a paste or, like, like some kind of sticky material that he had it hung up with, I could see it potentially working. I I don't really think about that, though. That's a pretty, like, major... Like visual in the movie too is that rock, yes, going through it, yes. 
Family Guy offers more history to me than high school did, in my opinion. It's a very bold, bold call out, but I mean, yeah, that's one you could definitely take is that sometimes pop culture is like one of the, the ways in which the truth gets talked about more than in schools because in schools things are so worried about being censored. Have you seen Shawshank Redemption, Tyson? No. Okay. We got some movies to watch, pal. You need to watch the Shawshank Redemption. I was gonna say, yeah. That's why I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a, it's a, it's basically it's a movie about. Um, quick summary: people who have not seen the movie, hopefully you have if you're listening to this. But essentially, it's um, it's like a prison movie. It's about a guy who's wrongly convicted and spends like 35 years in jail. And wow. It's talking about his experience. Um, and it's it's just it's a really good movie and it says a lot about like human nature and life and um what it's like to be wrongly convicted so arguably one of the more famous movies of all time yeah but what, I, I would say top gun is <laughs> top gun that's my favorite movie that's i'm gonna have to go out there and say i have not seen top gun. i haven't seen top gun either why we have some movies to watch then <laughs> Well, I mean, Shawshank Redemption is definitely, it's either slightly ahead or tied with Forrest Gump. I really like Forrest Gump because in the background of this really beautiful story is 50 years of human, uh, of U.S. history going by. And that's the part where I'm like, I see all the little, like, nuances and hints and I'm like, ah, (laughs) see what you did there. Yeah. Those are all things I would never notice. Like, I love that movie. Jenna. <laughs> I love it, Jenna. <laughs> See, and I saw Family Guy making a version of Forrest Gump before I even saw Forrest Gump. Wow. Yet another thing that Star Wars, never seen it. But I can tell you the you plot know. because of Family Guy. Uh, I'm, yeah, I would say a controversial opinion, Ooh. though. The, the old Star Wars movies... The like special effects and stuff in those movies is terrible. terrible. Like if you go back and you watch like old Puppet Yoda, it's <laughs> gross. Like it does not look like it belongs. That's just that's just us being used to like, yeah. technology nowadays. Like there's nowhere near the same amount of stuff they had. Like if you if you like look at what people said about like the old Doom games. Like they're like these graphics are too realistic. Like it's gonna it's gonna scare kids, and it did scare kids. But if you look at it now, it's like it's like super pixelated. Like you can't even make out details on stuff. But as time goes on, like we get higher and higher expectations because things do get better. But if you look back and think about like the, the graphics on your games when you were a kid, you never noticed that they didn't look 100% like good. Like they looked like real life. But if you go back and look at them now, you're like, Ugh. like this doesn't even look like it would, like this looks like it's not even done, you know? What if Yoda was real? <laughs> so are we just Yoda? Because if it's just Yoda, then I feel like the world would be the same. No, but if the entire like no, if I mean, this was all yeah, a true no, story. But what do you mean by what if Yoda was real? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Like, he's, if he's like somewhere off Are you talking like planet, if he is he out on like his planet? Yeah, there's a chance he's real out there. But like, are you talking like Yoda just comes and like. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, what if he was just. Yeah. He's just like on Earth? Just on Earth. Like, how'd he get here? <laughs> like, can we travel to his planet now? Like, is this no, a new like, world? He's here on Earth. Or he just appeared randomly. And so like, he just like. He him. just like hopped off Dagobah real quick and like just shows up on Earth? Yes. Like, why? He wants to change this world. Oh what, is he going to be the new climate change activist? <laughs> yes. Honestly, like, they would just give him a Twitter and let him tweet, and that would be all he had to do. It's just, it don't matter. You're right, you're right. right. Okay. Like, you said plastic <laughs> bottles, you must <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> lord. All right, so since we're talking about technology, I got a little question. How long until we have virtual reality that you can't tell? whether or not you're in this reality. 10 years. I would say five, years? five to 10 years, you will not be able to distinguish. Wait, what? Graphically, it's already to a point where it's pretty hard to distinguish. And I would say within the next five to 10 years, they will create some form of suit that gives you tactile and- um, Iron Man. 
It won't. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've already made stuff just somewhat close to that. But they'll eventually like they'll they'll make it so you have like a stationary treadmill, so you can feel like you're walking and moving in this environment, and then also that you're feeling things like you, you, they can make you feel like your arms on fire, even though you're fine. You know, I, I would definitely say it's within the next ten years that, that will happen. Bigger question of this: How do you know? that somebody else hasn't done this and that this reality is a virtual reality. Mm. See. That's actually one of the prevailing theories that um, I, I worked a, a show by uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. And yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Neil deGrasse him. Tyson. Uh, one of the prevailing theories about reality is that we're actually in a simulated reality. Because the way he like introduced the concept was like you look at Mario, and there's certain rules and physics in Mario that are like controlled. Like you can predict the outcome of these physics because they're like fixed things. And he's like, now look at the real world. We have controlled physics that you can predict with equations and variables. Like we have a system that's controlled by rules. So by definition, we could be a programmed reality, and we could all just be artificial intelligence and not know it. And then there's the there's the possibility within that that we're the projected reality of another projected reality, like a like another reality had that is a projected reality has created another projected reality and that we are that reality. So there's an, a chance we're like within an infinite number of projected realities. That is a theory. Yeah, it, I mean, like it goes deep. And that brings me back to trying to find joy in life over trying to find money in a job. I think that's fair. I mean, if if you if you come to the, if you come and say, well, that's what we're doing, well, that doesn't create a lot of hope for the for the value of your own life. And I think that's where it kind of comes to, no matter what you believe, like you've got to kind of find some joy and some purpose within your own life, um, and just realize that like you only get you know, one chance at this whole thing and uh, you got to make it count and you should, you shouldn't spend so much of it worrying or trying to do what you think other people want you to do. You should just try and find joy in your own experience and do things for yourself sometimes. And, you know. Pastor Brady speaking. I know. <laughs> I like Preach. It. I like it. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless America. <laughs> so one thing I'm not going to let Tyson get away from is, is a taco a sandwich? I like oh this. My. I like this. Is a taco a sandwich? Are tortillas bread? No. There's... Tortillas aren't bread? If tortillas aren't bread, what are they? Okay. Yes, they are. Okay, so if tortillas are bread... Uh, the tortillas have yeast. You don't need yeast to make a bread. Yeah, that's good. Think about Passover. They eat, they eat unleavened bread. They don't use yeast in that's... that bread. <laughs> Fair point. So... If tortillas are bread, yes. and meat is meat, and you put meat in a tortilla, that's meat and bread. Is that a sandwich? Oh, it's a burrito. So but, is, is so a burrito now, a sandwich? Or is it something else? A burrito classifies as a burrito. A burrito is its own thing. I think of a sandwich as, okay, I can see where you got, where you came from with the two pieces of bread. But a hot dog, you clarified as a sandwich. Yeah. So now take a tortilla, put it into a taco shell. Basically the same as a hot dog bun, correct? Yeah. Yes. And then you put meat inside it, or you put a hot dog inside it. What uh -huh. is the difference? Why is one a sandwich and the other's not? I don't know. <laughs> so is a taco a sandwich? A taco is not a sandwich. Okay. But a hot dog is. But a hot dog would be. Because... Well, Are you saying something on a tortilla can't be a sandwich? Yes. Yes? I mean, that's a fair, I mean, that's a fair claim to make. You could call it a wrap, perhaps. That's why I called it a burrito. A oh, okay, so then look, you can put a burrito into, the, into a Now, wrap. I, I hate to bring this up, though. What's a euro, then? A wrap is a classification of a sandwich. Uh. <laughs> and a euro is also a classification of a sandwich. Yes. Yeah. See... It, this, what is it the just doesn't make any sense. Of a sandwich, though. I mean, we should look up the Webster's definition. Of sandwich. Yeah, what is the Webster's? Can we have a statistician chat over here? <laughs> look up the definition of sandwich. Yes, 
Because I believe a hot dog is a sandwich. An item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling. Wait, so, so why, wait, why wait, is wait, the wait, two wait. So this pieces wait, usually so the, eaten as a light meal? A hot dog, though, is only one piece of bread. Yeah, but you can have an open-faced sandwich. It's just sandwich. cut. It's just cut. But... Is an open-faced sandwich with two So is an open-faced sandwich then not a sandwich? If it's only one piece it's, of bread, we're not by the definition. We're going too deep. Too then what deep. would it be? If a it wrap? was bread with something on top. No, it's not wrap. Is that a pizza? It's just it's <laughs> a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> now what does, what's the definition it's an overfilled of pizza, wrap. damn it? It's an overfilled wrap. Mm. Just like a hero. <laughs> it's, yeah, I guess. Is a burger a sandwich? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Two pieces, two pieces of bread. bread. Meat in between light meal. What if it's protein style? With lettuce? Is that a sandwich? I think it's a salad. That's a salad. A ham salad? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> a cow salad. You can that. Uh, I'm still plugged in. I actually hit my headphones for anyone who's wondering. That's what happened. But. <laughs> um, what did I think? I almost pulled the cord out of my headphones. If you guys wanted to know. I was scared. I was terrified. I was lost and confused. I was lost in the forest. <laughs> when I was younger. At first I was afraid. Uh, I, was I was petrified. petrified. <laughs> okay. Bring out that lyric makes me think of something. The show, the Gorilla. Uh, <laughs> Gorilla Godzilla. If you had to say that you were you were most closely alike to one character in the office, who would you say you're most alike? We can't combo here. You can you you have to say who you think you're mainly like, and then you can say you have aspects of another character. You're Dwight. No, I'm just kidding. You're I actually think I'm pretty much I have all the characters. Jim? No, you're... I think I'm pretty close to Dwight in most aspects. Kevin. But not as much of, like, a jerk. I'm Kevin, <laughs> no. Wow. He picked the bald dude. <laughs> you're He's Kevin. First bald dude you're I not Kevin. Go. You're not Kevin. You're not Kevin. <laughs> See, I, I'm sorry I can't join this conversation. I don't know the office. You've never, have you never seen oh any episodes? God. I've seen episodes, like, and I've what? seen you plenty the, of videos, all other things. But have you just not been able to get into it? Not entirely. I would have to have you tell me who I'm most like. Pam's ex. What's her name? Uh oh. Uh, That's what James the like. the warehouse guy. Yeah, um, isn't it? Isn't it Roy? Roy. Yeah, Roy. You would say That's who. He's Roy, or Jamie. you would say you're Roy. I said James. That's Roy. who he says I am. Oh. Now I have to watch this just to know who I'm like. Honestly, hey, a, I love that. It's show. a good show. Oh my god. I've enjoyed that it. One it's, episode. It, it can be kind of hard to get into, but I think it is worth it once you get watching. See it three times. Three times, three. Oh, I've watched. Yeah. I've only watched it one yeah. through with Tyson. I watched it two, two I times. I did more. each each knee and then one to mine. <laughs> <laughs> each knee surgery. Just had the time to watch the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> had time oh, for schoolwork, uh, you know, caught up on all my activities. There's just so many little inside jokes and things with that show that just make it worthwhile for the uh, amount of time put into watching it. Bears. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but. Yeah, there was this one episode. Oh no, you were there. We were, oh, we were just talking about it, the CPR one. That's funny. <laughs> CPR I is definitely. CPR was funny. <laughs> and the one where you stand up, slap, or it was oh, a slap, a run. strike, scream, run. Yeah, strike, scream, <laughs> run. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Right, I Jack. think you're mostly like Moe's Shroot. Moe's Shroot? <laughs> Moe's. Oh, I love that guy. I love I love the episode where they go to the um, the B&B and Moe's is like running alongside the car as they're pulling up. That's a good one. That's my favorite. But who's Tyson like? Stanley. No. Whoa. <laughs> Tyson's, Tyson's hey, too You can't happy. say whoa because you picked the ball dude for True, him. true, 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 true. But I'm just saying, I mean. I think he's most like Daryl. 
Uh, oh yeah, no, I can see. It. See, I can see that. I can see that. Because Daryl has a lot of sports knowledge from the trivia episode. Um, he, you know, Stanley did the trivia too. No, it was Kevin. Was no, the Kevin. Kevin was the trivia goat. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then remember they went to a different one. Like they completely retreated. That was it. Office is a great show. If you haven't Probably, watched yeah, it, definitely watched look it, into go it. Go watch it. It's a great show. If you haven't watched I any recommend. of the things we've talked about, I'm sorry for this broadcast. 12 out of <laughs> yeah. 10. If you haven't watched any of them, you don't watch TV. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. Question. I have, an, I have another question. Do you? Yeah. Um, do you believe in magic? To like what these. extent? Like, do you believe in magic? <laughs> Tyson's questions are the hardest <laughs> questions. Like, are you are you talking just, like, like I see I'm, a magician on the street like, and like he yes, has mystical yes, powers? I'm, yes. Like, no. <laughs> no. No. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the people that you see. Sorry. No, are you not like, those do people. I think Chris Angel Mind Freaks out here? He's got real <laughs> magic. He's actually no. Side note. Side note. Side note. Three of us here have seen Chris Angel. Three of us. Did you guys not go? No. You guys weren't to there? What? We weren't there yet. You guys didn't see Mind Freak? No. I'm the only one that's seen Mind Freak? Yes. No, I'm top. When I was ref- Are you talking like there's- are, are there wizards out there? <laughs> Witchcraft, like, what are we no, talking about? You remember when I showed you that video the other day of the guy when he was like doing the- Ah, uh, when he like- <laughs> I can't even think of it right now. Ah, oh, man. Oh, I still can't believe. But like he made that. the pe- he made two people write the same thing on the board. You remember when no, I showed you that on illusion, Twitter? No, that's an illusion, bro. That's an illusion. Or it's mind control or no. things like that. I don't believe in magic. Suggestive. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I think like not like magic, like card magic. I'm talking just like yeah, like you said, like mind control. Like, do you believe in someone like? Yeah, I believe psychology can go yeah. to the extent of making people believe that magic is real. I p- think people are smart enough with psychology people to. In cults and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that you can make people believe anything. So, to some people, I believe that magic is real. Yeah, I don't so. think magic itself is real though. What about hypnosis. Real. Ooh. Oh, completely real. But that's that's so, not magic. That's that's psychology. I've been hypnotized before, and I've really? seen a video, and I've... Do you think, was do you that? Think wait, 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 wait. Yeah. yeah, tell me about that. It, wait, hold on. It honestly reminds me of getting knocked out, like the... Almost, who, who did it to you? Like, the almost... I went to a show. I went to a show that was in Eugene. It was just this little hypnotist show in the theater, and, like, I was one of the ten that got called up, and it was just, like... It was as if my memory was just gone from that point, like as as if I had almost like he could have took your wallet and woke up. <laughs> he could have like, took your and wallet. And I had to see the video to know what I did because in my mind, like there was a video. I was just standing on the stage the whole time. Like it was as if I had just fallen asleep for a second or like closed my eyes and then opened my eyes. Is it like surgery type? What'd you and do? I was back. What'd you do? Like, he had me, yeah, he had me, like, running in circles around these people, and then I did the worm, and, like, I didn't know I could do the worm. Like, like, I was full-on, like, doing the worm. That's weird. It was, like, in my opinion, I stood there the entire time on stage, but there was a video of me doing it. It was the trippiest thing Did to you, like, feel doing. physically exerted afterwards, or no? No, like, I could not know that, like, my stomach didn't feel the worm, like, I didn't hit my knee or something. It was just, it was as if it never happened until I saw the video. That's crazy. I feel like a hypnotist that, that does like therapy for like cigarettes, I, I think that stuff is like really powerful for some people, but I do not understand how that would work. Hmm. What was your question? What were you gonna ask? Um, I was just gonna ask, what uh, musical artist do you feel like has the biggest impact on society right now? Good impact, or has just impact in general? Power, like like who do you think is is like the biggest influencer in the music industry right now? That's influencing the way society is functioning. Yeah, male or female? Male or female? I believe it would be between Kanye and Beyonce to me. That what they do makes the most people either react or act a certain way. I think Billie Eilish can get away with anything. You think? 
Cause she's just real. You think she's she's even tried to though? No. I mean, like I, I, <laughs> I really think like a lot of rap artists like get away with a lot because they're literally rapping about murdering people, and they're not going to jail. But that was only a couple people. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't everybody. I feel like there are a lot of celebrities that do get away with more things than other people. That either have better lawyers or figure out some way Kodak's around. Kodak's lawyer, bro. <laughs> Kodak's lawyer. Things like that. Things like where you see somebody get caught with weed in just a state and go to jail for years and next thing you know Kodak's performing at another show when he got was at the border with weed. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell will probably be in the NBA next year. Got caught with weed at the airport. Granted, did you hear how he tried to sneak it through the airport? I, what was it? Cause so he had an Arizona tea can that had like an extra tea can put on the bottom so there's a secret compartment. You can't bring a liquid into the airport. <laughs> you can't bring tea or a tea can into the airport. So how do you think they're going to allow the weed hidden in your tea can to go through onto the plane? That's, I didn't even think about that. Like, like how dumb do you have to be to put it in a tea can? Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Um, Alright, so... We're not actually at a stopping point, but I think uh, we're going to wrap up this episode for now. I'm sure we'll have Javen on again at some point because these conversations were great. We tackled some pretty big issues. For example, we learned that tacos are, in fact, not a sandwich. Still debatable. Still, yeah. Still we learned debatable. that your best childhood memories probably come from trauma. <laughs> and we learned that there's a lot to learn in this world and that we should really expand our horizons and try and do our best to learn. A bear would be the gorilla. Please go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I think you should follow too. Yeah, thanks, Riley. Uh, follow the SoundCloud. We'll be making sure to put these episodes up on YouTube. Um, we should have videos soon, which is an exciting development for those of you who are looking forward to that. Uh, everything is um, at BNT Power Hour. Our email is bntpowerhour at gmail.com. Please send in questions. We'll be sure to tackle them on future episodes. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Power, 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 power